Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa Hello, it's the Obvious Brothers, and in case you don't know that, this is one of our favorite Christmas songs, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, which is how we feel about our picking the last couple of weeks. Right, John? It's been hard. It's been, it's been, it's been tough. As, as George W. Bush used to say about the presidency, it's hard. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. not an easy gig. It's not an easy gig, no. So, so if you've tripped across us and uh, have... Killed 45 seconds of your life already. We're the Obvious Brothers. I'm Obvious Steve. This is Obvious John. Yeah, obviously. So, John, uh, we did not have a good week last week. Um, I I had the only W of the week. My hands are raised in, in, in mock applause here. Uh, having picked the Oregon Ducks, taking the points, and then they went ahead and won handily. Right, John? Yes. What, what is with that, John? I mean... I, I, we haven't even been close lately. It's been like we, we we win by a bunch or we get crushed by a bunch, right? Yeah, uh, you know, and you had mentioned last week Pac-12 has had a way of really yeah muddling muddling their chances at making the uh, the final four, and they sure muddled it pretty yeah. good yeah. last week. Yeah, they did an excellent excellent job there of uh, making sure they finished sixth in a four way playoff, right? Yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the youths, the youths removed any any doubt that they deserved to be in, well, in the final four. They were a little worried that the committee would have to work too hard, so it, it worked out beautifully <laughs> for the committee. Uh, there are only four one-loss teams in, in uh, major uh, power conference uh, football, and uh, they're all playing. So, uh, I guess we're going to start by talking about this. John uh, OU opened as a ten-point underdog against LSU. Uh, is there any chance you're taking OU in the points? Yes. There's a chance. You're, yeah. This I, is like, I, is this like dumb and dumber? You're telling me there's a chance? Yeah, I think there's a chance. I mean, they they can put up points. We know that. They can score. Um, I do think, you know, Jalen Hurst isn't as good of a passer as what some people have have uh, given him credit for so uh, LSU actually has a defense which the Big 12 is not uh, accustomed to playing against so maybe I'm talking to myself right out of this uh, <laughs> there's a chance but is, by the way this is a classic John the more he talks about it, the more he thinks he ought to go the other way yeah the more I, I actually think about it I should be saying no there's no chance in hell but yeah yeah of course there's a chance they made the final four I'm gonna give them the final puncher's chance you're gonna give them a, a, a covering 10. Yeah, covering ten. Yeah. I'd say they were going to win. No, you're, you're not saying they're going to win. So there, there we go. Well, uh, I, I guess uh, our listenership seems to be here for our NFL talk, John. So let's open with this, and we'll finish with the stuff that they'll turn off. Okay. So, okay. so, so John, the uh, I heard somebody say we're down to three weeks in the NFL season, and uh, there are eleven worthwhile games left in the season. So. Uh, We'll have to talk about that. Uh, one of the worthwhile games is Houston and Tennessee this week. Uh, this week's game's at Houston, right? No. No, it's at Tennessee? 
is at Tennessee, but, correct? Okay. So and they finish. They finish this year at Houston. So okay. they play them twice in the last three they, weeks. They they do, John. Uh, so uh, Houston got beat badly by Denver at home last week, John. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just put things in context in case you missed it. So you feel like they're going to roll into into Nashville and win this game? You know, they come off a really good win against the Patriots, and then they just completely shit the bed against the Broncos, which was, I mean, I'm confused. I'm confused by the both these teams. It's, well, you, have you, have not, you have not believed in the Titans at all. I have not all year. I still don't, but yet they keep winning games and making me look dumber and dumber every week. So, so you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, of course. They're, I mean, they're both eight and five. They play each other two out of the last three weeks. I mean, there's, yeah, there's definitely a chance. I think, I mean, they're very similar. Uh, Houston scores 317, or their points for is 317. Tennessee's points for is 318. Uh, Houston's points against is quite higher, 309 to Tennessee's 255. Yeah. Tennessee's yeah. had a slightly softer schedule, I would say. Right. Well, can't be too much softer, but a little bit. Uh, yes. They also lost to the Broncos, by the way, 16 to nothing. 16 to nothing earlier in the year before they made Tannehill the starter. That might have been the last game. Yeah. Of, uh, and it, and it, in fact, I, well, I wanted to say it was in Nashville, but uh, I might be It wrong. was in Nashville. It was in Nashville. They lost the Broncos in Nashville. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that that's one, one big game uh, this weekend. Uh, you, uh, I guess the other one might be one you're interested in. Another Texas team involved. Yeah, yeah, that's because the Rams. The Rams still have some slim hope of making the playoffs. Yeah, and they look. They've been playing. I mean, they've definitely been playing a lot better here recently. So that's. I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent. <laughs> I have no. I have no opinion of the Cowboys. I just don't know what to think. Yeah. So are they going to win this game? The Cowboys. Yeah. I guess there's absolutely nothing about this season that would make me say yes. I and mean, they haven't beaten a team with a winning record yet, so no. I don't see why this wouldn't be their first one. Okay, so so there there we go. Those are the two biggest games. Now I'm I'm going to get to the game that uh, I I'm not picking, but I wanted to pick, and then I remembered one of the rules we created during the season and 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 backed off. Uh, Patriots are going to the Bengals and they're giving ten. Are you picking that game? I mean, they think the Patriots do have some good film. On the <laughs> I wondered if you were going to work in the joke. Yeah, yeah. You think so, they got the? You think they have the film they need? I think they yeah, have to beat the the, the, the lowly Bengals. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm not picking that game. It, it's. Yeah, the, the New England just hasn't put up much offense. Uh, their defense is really good. Um, I mean, it's literally could be a ten to nothing game. So um, I think it's kind of a weird, weird game. Okay, but but you know the last time the the Patriots lost three in a row. Have they ever? Uh, two thousand two. Yeah, was the last time. That's a long time ago. It it was yes. Uh, you were a mere lad in shorts at the time. So. <laughs> Uh, um, that's that, that's how I'm going, lad and shorts. All right, so let's get down to it. Picks of the week. 
I already, for those of you who follow us on Twitter, and you ought to because we are one of the great uh, Twitter follows in history because we only tweet like twice a week. And uh, so, so John, I tweeted last night, I was taking the Jets in the 17. And so I'm over one for the week. Yes. So I wish I had the music to play, uh, but I, we already played grandma got run over by a reindeer. So I, I, I pretty much have the hoof marks on my forehead from last night's game. So yeah, the old wah, wah. Wah, wah. yeah well, uh, I thought 17 were, were too many points and I wasn't far off, but you know, just that little, that extra touchdown here and there, but, uh, putting 42 on an NFL team. So, uh, pretty heavy stuff. Uh, they they look awfully good at this point. Yeah, they're pretty much everybody's trying to crown them as uh yeah champs already. I, so. I think I think the trophy's already on its way to to uh, Baltimore. So mm-hmm. so there you go. All right, John. So so what do you got? All right, we got one pick in the L column. What do you you got to get ahead of me this week? I'm taking uh you know my favorite. I like to take home dogs. Home dog. Okay. I'm starting with an early game. I'm taking the Detroit Lions at home plus three and a half against the Buccaneers. Oh, I guess you don't believe in the Buccaneers either. I do not. Yeah. Well, and at six and seven, they're not. They're not having a bad year. Sneakily, in games we don't bother watch, they have uh, snuck their way to six wins. Yeah. And and the the, uh, the Lions have not looked good. Of course, they're playing uh, their third string quarterback, who, uh, although I have to rave about him being a Purdue grad, uh, did get cut by the Browns in preseason. Think about that. They are starting a quarterback who was cut by the Browns. All right, just context there, man. All right. So, John, you ready for my next loser? Yeah, you ready? Okay. I am going to take the Dolphins and three and a half points. For some reason, they're getting three and a half points at the Giants, uh, who I thought were playing for the number one pick. Uh, I thought they wanted Chase Young. So uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins, who I think are playing quite a bit better. And since I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Giants, and I'm not sure it matters, uh, that that is my, my hot take. I'm pretty sure Eli is starting that game. Oh, well, really? I think that's. I think and that's he looks he looks so good in the second half of the Eagles game too. I I can see that that's a winner. Yeah, that one really was a gut punch for for us Cowboys fans. Oh well, okay. I I know you were rooting for the Giants, but they you know you didn't really believe they were going to hold on. It it was like smoke and mirrors in the first half, getting that far ahead. And uh, the Eagles, uh, even though they're missing a lot of personnel, um, did look like the better team a lot in the second half. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is. So, yeah. Okay. So you're taking the, uh, the Lions. No, you're taking the Lions. I'm taking the right. Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This... So my, se- my second pick yeah. is uh, another home dog. Oh, really? Uh, a team that, another team I have not been very successful in, in picking this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking the Carolina Panthers plus six and a half at home against Seattle. Mm. 
But is this the famed, it's a one o'clock game, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Seattle's uh, definitely not quite, well, I shouldn't say that. I think they're undefeated on the road this year. Uh, no, they lost last week. Oh, uh, that's correct. At LA, yeah. But they're six and one. Yeah. So traditionally, they haven't been as good on the road. They're doing, obviously, clearly doing better this year. So yeah. I just think they're only six I mean, and the, one. They're, they're, they're doing a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Panthers just. Again, they're they're kind of the exact opposite of the Titans to me. This team should be so much better than they are, but yet they're not. Mm-hmm. The Titans, I don't see how they're as good as they are, but they are. So. Well, the Panthers don't have Ryan Tannehill. True. <laughs> That's a fact. Come on, come on, man. Yeah, it is a fact, but I just wondered if that was going to generate some analysis from, from you been, about. I can't knock Tannehill. He's been playing pretty darn amazing yeah but you don't really believe it i don't i just think this other shoes get the reality has to set in yeah eventually yeah. maybe i don't or does it, it? it might it might it might it might set in in the off season or, or next fall first game after somebody overpays for him in the off True. season yeah so panthers plus six and a half boy we, we're picking some juicy games here john i mean talk about uh, the bottom dwellers of uh, of the nfl I guess the, the Seattle is not a bottom dweller, but you're picking against them, so that ain't uh, that that is not pretty. No, so um, uh, the Eagles have uh, the Redskins. I've I've seen people actually picking the Redskins in that game. Picking up the win. Yeah, the line's only two and a half or something, right? Well, right. Um, right now it's showing at five. Five. Ah. Uh, so, so that means eight is what, you know, you get the Washington's at home, so you get the three-point push for home. So Okay, so you, okay. So you think it's pretty safe to say that uh, the Eagles, having seen them on Monday night, look like poo. Uh, they're going to beat Washington down there. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you can beat the Giants, I think you can beat the, the Redskins pretty easily as well. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, the the Redskins with the uh, uh, interim coach and a quarterback who we're not sure. Well, he's no Ryan Tannehill at this point. So no, but he's Haskins has played better the last couple of weeks. I mean, I think he's well. I mean, it's not after going into the stands for the end of the one game. You know, it's uh, it's what, <laughs> what do you do after that for an encore? You know, you got to kind of pay attention to the game after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, his, his numbers aren't great, but I mean, he's he's played better as of the last couple of weeks. Okay, so I, I've saved the best for last, partially because I forgot about it. But uh, we've been talking about who's getting the last spot in the AFC, and there's a big game that uh, will determine some of that uh, on Sunday. Uh, the Steelers are playing the Bills in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't remember, John. You have it in front of you. Is it is it Steelers minus three the line, something like that? Is it a late game? Yes, it is a late game. Sunday night. Uh, it's moved to one and a half. One Steelers one and a half. Okay, so it's a it's a pretty pretty tight game. Uh, the Bills need to win it to remain the number five and have some hope of catching the Patriots. And uh, the Steelers need it uh, if they lose 
Uh, they're going ball. Well, the AFC South team and them, well, they, they need to win. Yeah, they really need to win this game. But Yeah, it'll come down to tiebreakers, and I, I'm not sure what that involves, but um, – I think I think they yeah, have, I think they have the better the conference. At this point, I think they have the conference thing better than everybody. So uh, I think they win the tiebreakers with uh, everybody, unless they lose to the Bills, who they obviously won't have a tiebreaker with. But so so John uh, Steelers Bills straight up Bills. Yeah, I think the Bills are the better team. But the Steelers have surprised us, kind of like the Titans all year. Uh, I, I have not made this joke, I don't think, on the podcast yet. But, John, it, it's not really a good thing having a, a quarterback whose name is Duck, is it? The old Duck Hodges. You know, duck. So, so the question is, <clears throat> if your quarterback's name is Duck, is that because of what he throws? Or is that what the linemen keep saying over their shoulder to him? <laughs> I know you know the real story. It's because he's a big duck hunter. He's like a world champion duck caller. Oh, that's not anywhere near as fun. I know. Duck. It is, it duck. is funny. Duck. Do they go duck, duck, goose a lot? I mean, but anyway. Maybe, but so, so, is, that how he, is, that, is that how he calls out like his reads? Duck, 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 goose? Yeah. Yeah, instead, instead, remember Peyton Manning in Omaha? It's duck, duck. <laughs> yeah. Good. Right. So, yeah, and he started the season as their, well, season. Uh, in preseason, he was their number four quarterback, and he's starting and they're winning games with him. Yeah, there's this thing called coaching that some guys actually do in the league and know how to coach up backup players. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, Tomlin is, uh, I think everybody's in agreement, Tomlin's done a great job this year. So, but I you, heard, yeah. I heard a great analogy talked about coaches and how they use, you know, everybody's got this, they always say next man up mentality, right? For well. Do your job. Yeah. Well, some coaches, I won't, you know, I won't name one that I know for a fact thinks this, Jason Garrett, you know, he thinks that his backup is supposed to be equally as good as his starter. So he expects his backup to perform like a starter. So therefore uh-huh. he doesn't offer any different schemes, you know, cause you know, a different scheme or a different game right. plan would be yeah. way too much weird work during the week. So, whereas you got great coaches like Tomlin and, and, and Belichick that know that there's a reason why this guy is your backup. So when you got a backup left tackle and you might want to put a, put a tight end over there to help you chip on a block. Yeah, you or you, you like put that. a chipper over there a lot. Yeah. Right. You put a little extra help around him instead of just saying, okay, you're, you're as good the as the last guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. now the starter. So go be starter talent. Yeah, I I don't I don't know why those others waste their time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see I'm not a, even a little bit bitter about that. Either. Yeah, no, not not least bit bitter about being six and seven with the uh, team everybody claims is the one of the more talented ones in the NFL. Not the least. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm glad you're not. So, uh, John, quick quickly on CFB. Uh, I, I, there's not much doubt that they got the four teams right, right, in the playoff? I don't see anything to argue with. Okay, so uh, last few years, the semifinals have pretty much sucked, John. So uh, we've already talked about OU and the points. Uh, is at least one of these semifinals going to be good? Yeah, I think the uh, Ohio State game should be definitely should be entertaining. 
Okay. So, uh, is there any chance Ohio State wins? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Can can I have Clemson straight up then? Want to go? Sure. Want to go a Lincoln on that? Sure. Okay. I'll take that straight up. Okay. Okay. So straight up. All right. So that's our college football uh, for now. And John, uh, we we keep having a conversation. We not you and I, but we're about to about oh it ought to be at six or eight teams in the playoff. Uh, you, you have any inkling on that? And I kind of think this year pretty much shuts that up, doesn't it? For a minute. Yeah, I think I like. I've heard many people talking about this now. You can't change rules for abnorm abnormalities. So you right. know, there's been the last what is this? Is this our fourth year now? Six. In the sixth year already? Yeah. Jeez. There's only been what two years where we've really had some serious controversy over or any real controversy of, of should there be more teams or should there not. Right. So uh, yeah, you don't make changes just because of the one or two outlier years when, when things happen that, that uh, make you think, Oh, there needs to be eight teams. I think four is enough. I think it's, it's fine. And uh, like I said, it was pretty easy picking this year. Yeah, it, it was. And uh, the, the argument about, you know, if only we had six or eight, there wouldn't be so much argument. We'd know they would be arguing about the difference between six and seven or eight and nine. If, uh, you know, it happens in the NCAA when we're arguing about number 65 or whatever, right? Yeah. In the basketball. Yeah, if, you, if you had eight, for instance, this year, if you had eight, there'd be a lot of people that would be saying, well, it looks like you should probably have 12 or 16 because there's a lot of... Two, two lost teams. Yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, it gets pretty muddy there from about six to ten. Well, yeah, as I say, a lot of two lost teams... Uh, I'm just thinking Oregon, Utah, Baylor, uh, Penn State, Alabama. Am I leaving somebody out out of the big names that cover everybody? Yeah, it's pretty much everybody. Yeah, because there's nobody in the in the ACC. So, but that that gives you uh, you know a problem if you're going to eight, right? Not to mention if you're only doing six, uh, what would you do? But so anyway, uh, I think probably we'll I'll shut everybody up for a little bit, and uh, we can move on. So John, uh, do you have dreams of thirty-five million dollars a year after this week? It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Some big 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 checks being written this week in in the hot stove. Yeah, it was it was the winter baseball meetings in San Diego and. I'll just pause here to say to most of our audience, uh, I know you're signing off and we love you and happy holidays. Uh, uh, but uh, going forward, John, uh, San Diego meetings. And uh, amazingly, for the first time in several years, there were three big signings. Uh, not a lot of big deals, but three big signings. Um, so who's the winner, John? The players. No, no, of the three. Who do you, who do you, we, Strasburg's the winner. You think, you think the Nationals in Strasburg is the, is the, is the best deal? The one, the best, most impactful? Are 
are you asking me who's the winner of the players of the three individual players or who's the winner of the teams that teams. signed the players? Which, which team made the smart move of uh, signing? Who they um, signed? I do like the Angels. If they can get one more, maybe at least one more good starting pitcher, um, it seems like they're actually going to try and compete Yeah. for a change. So that I find that to be probably the most entertaining of the, of the picks uh, or of the moves. Uh, Garrett Cole going to the Yankees is just kind of the Yankees being Yankees and, and throwing a big wad of cash at them. Well, um, after missing out on Strasburg, uh, there was a lot of speculation that they had to have Cole or they were fucked. Uh, pardon my French there, but uh, they did not want to get behind in the arms race with everybody and they needed a number one starting pitcher. So. Uh, yeah, they they, is, they were going big. So was is Strasburg even the ace of the Nationals? Is he better than Scherzer? Uh, well, based on who they threw in the games, the way they threw him in the playoffs, yes. Though I don't know that he's put up a season that matches Scherzer's yet. Right. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I think Strasburg. But, I mean, he had a but great, Scher, he had Scher, a great Scherzer, playoff. Scherzer's thirty six or thirty seven, right? Strasburg's 31. Yeah, well, that's... I, do I need to do the math for you, dude? Yeah. Oh. That's, that's a big contract for a 31-year-old. It is a big contract for a 31-year-old. A lot of years. Uh, they, they're obviously hoping that he keeps himself in shape the way Scherzer has and performs in his mid-30s the way Scherzer has. So, which they, they hit the jackpot. I think I've heard people say the Scherzer deal is maybe the only one that's ever worked out uh, in, in the history of major league free agency in terms of, you know, getting through mid thirties and the back end of the years looking almost as good as the front end. Yeah. Yeah. He's only look, got a year left and he's been, you know, he was a Cy Young guy again this year. So. I know that locally everybody here is pretty disappointed in the Rangers. They really thought they were going to get Randone and uh, try and, you know, pump up a, a pretty good roster for this opening season in their new stadium. And so now uh, everybody's a little little bummed. Yeah. Locally. Yeah, well, uh, definitely a, a little bit of a fall off to the next people on the free agent market. So let's, uh, now that we've talked about the big three, uh, I read an article, uh, and of course, you, you always give me crap, the guys, you, you know, Swerve and, and KG and I, I read something and you all say, why are you reading that crap? So I saw that uh, somebody wrote an article about all the third basemen that were going move. And the Rendon piece is the first first piece in, uh, in third baseman moves. Uh, you know, Josh Donaldson is a free agent. And it seems that the Cubs are likely, uh, seem to be shopping. Um, KB. Yeah, uh, uh, Chris Bryant, and I'm choking on who the third one was that might move, but there seems to be a lot of uh, nationals were talking to Donaldson. Uh, oh, I know what it was. They were talking that the Braves and the Cubs had been talking the trade where Bryant would go to the Braves to, to replace Donaldson and get some, maybe one of their young pitchers, starting pitchers. 
in return. So what are you, you smelling anything uh, coming off the hot stove, John? It's, I mean, there's still, I mean, the, you got the, the big names out there, but there's, you still got Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor, right. John Gray. Yeah. You know, there's some good, good players out there that uh, are going to move, probably move Jack Peterson. He's only 28. Yeah. Uh, there's some young people. So yeah, yeah, there's still a lot of action to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I understand sort of why the Cubs would, would uh, given the choices, why Bryant would be the one they would move. But really, you you move an a, a MVP level player in his prime. I mean, that's kind of crazy talk, isn't it? Yeah, he's due. He's gonna. They're gonna have to pay him a big fat check to stay. So. Well, they got the problem is they got like four guys are going to have to pay big fat checks to stay. I think after next, well, the next two years, and they don't figure they're going to pay them all. And he's seems like he's behind Baez and Contreras, and is Rizzo already has a contract, I think. But uh, Rizzo's there for another few years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Baez, Contreras, Bryant. Yeah. Those are the three right now that I guess they're trying to figure out uh, if they're going to keep two of the three or one of the three. Or... Yeah, but I just it's a little, it's definitely muddled. Uh, I know a lot of teams, including I'd love to have him on the White Sox. I'm sure the Rangers would love to have him uh, since they didn't get Rendon. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, good luck with that. I it just don't feel like. Uh, Feels like it put a hole in the Cubs that uh, would be interesting to see how they fill it. It'd be one of those moves that the fan base would really, really, really not like either. And yeah. That's the, you know, that's the hard part about it. Yeah. Well. Because everybody loves Cape. I mean, you, I mean, he's, you know, you got the Briz, the whole Brizzo thing. You're gonna break up Brizzo. It's gonna yeah. be gut wrenching. Yeah. Well. There you go. So that'll that'll give us something to talk about when we get bored on uh, uh, in the next few weeks. All right, John. Uh, we've killed another half an hour of your time. We didn't even talk about college basketball, but it's coming, folks, because you know John's dying to talk about uh, IU's uh, Big Ten opener. So, uh, John, uh, good week. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Uh, we should have a lot clear picture of uh, a couple of playoff spots after this weekend, I think. Yeah, I, so. I, I think so. And next week we'll have uh, Patriots, Bills, and Eagles, Cowboys uh, to talk about. And those kind of mono and mono head-to-head things that'll make, make a big difference. So Yeah, that'll pretty much uh, put the... I think the uh, touch final touches on pretty much all the spots makes weeks. I think week 17 is going to be pretty uh, uneventful this year. Yeah, it could be. Well, uh, I don't know. Houston and Tennessee might have to. Well, uh, yeah, that, they're going to have to play. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, John. Have a good weekend. All right, Steve. You too. Good luck on your picks, John. Yeah, thanks. I need it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's stay away from the, the reindeer and let Grandma take the hit. All right. All right. Bye, John. Bye. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve 
You can say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandma.